And unfortunately, in this instance, I think Ratchet has to be the cat. Hello, and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Specs, And today we're going to be talking about episode number 22, Enter the Nightbird. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Sure. We open with a bunch of the Autobots working on the Ark. Installing floor sensors to keep out Decepticons. They fly! The Autobots aren't good at, you know, reasonable thinking or forward planning or really considering what their enemies are likely to do. Yeah, I, like, um, this will come into play specifically in this episode, but I, I uh, with a, a con who's not part of the normal roster, but I think just in general... Like, Ravage could jump across what little section of the floor they do this to. And then... Uh, Laserbeak can fly. Yes. All of the Decepticons can fly in robot mode. Uh, well, do we ever see Ravage fly? I feel like we do, but I don't... I don't remember. remember. Probably, though. And we at least know... That I'm, I'm still convinced he could jump over this. Yeah. Or run, get enough momentum, turn into a tape and go flying over. Yeah, especially because, you know, with mass shifting... I'm small and tiny and very, very light compared to how I am as a big honking cat. Exactly. And then Cliffjumper comes running in and says, There's a famous scientist that wants to talk to Optimus. I don't know why the line read on this was so funny to me, but Cliffjumper sounded like super rushed. It was it was like, hurry up, guys. I want to get back to watching my cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and here we're introduced to Dr. Fujiyama. He's got a proposition for the Autobots. He's also rightly worried about being eavesdropped on by the cons, but of course Ironhide tells him that's unlikely. Oh, Ironhide, you're about to be the wrongest you've ever been. The good doctor here has invented a sexy robot. I mean, a girl robot. I mean, pretty robot. I mean, a ninja robot. (laughs) (laughs) He does have the decency to say it's the greatest robot created by man. So... No accidentally insulting the Autobots here. However, Optimus says, My curiosity is aroused. Oh, the words Megatron's long wanted to hear, and they're not for him. (laughs) The Autobots agree to attend Dr. Fujiyama's unveiling. And at the unveiling, Ratchet and Wheeljack are mean-girling the shit out of this thing. (laughs) Uh, As they're joking back and forth, Optimus walks by and says, We're here to guard the robot, not make jokes at its expense. Personally, I really liked the line, I wonder if batteries are included. And they snicker like middle school children here, so it's like, oh, these guys. I love it, actually. But Dr. Fujiyama unveils the first female ninja robot. This show is bad about stereotyping. And we're not even to Carbalmia yet, and if you think I'm kidding, boy, do I have news for you. We're not not kidding. We're really not kidding. Uh, Yeah, uh... Can we talk for a moment that he specifies the first female ninja robot? What does this mean? Have there been other female robots? Have there been other male ninja robots? Have there been, like, cat ninja robots? Yeah, yeah, he does not specify here. I have questions, and these questions will never be answered. (sighs) So this robot, her name is Nightbird. We should probably mention she's black, gray, and purple. And with that color scheme, I think we all know what's coming. We get a chorus of supposedly impressed sound bites from the audience, but one of the voices used is very definitely Ratchet's voice actor, which is really jarring when Ratchet was insulting this thing like two seconds ago. <laughs> Poor Optimus has to ask what a ninja is. Jazz is like, oh, I heard about these things. They're deadly assassins. <laughs> and one man 
rises from the audience to ask the important questions. I must ask you, why you decided to build a ninja robot? The doctor will unfortunately give a very unsatisfactory answer as to why he had to build a sexy lady robot as a sexy ninja lady robot other than blah 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 expanding humanity's horizons. Expanding horizons for what? <laughs> uh, that sweet, sweet robo love! <laughs> says that she's not for battle, but she has size and nunchucks. Why would you arm her if she's not for combat? Which is just lovingly ridiculous. <clears throat> and suddenly, we see Trailbreaker get blown through the air as the door behind him explodes. And the Decepticons are here. Look, it's my garbage, children. Hi, Rumble. Hi, Frenzy. Laserbeak bursts through the ceiling as the last of the humans evacuate. And then Megatron kicks his way through the human-sized door, taking out the wall for good measure, closely followed by Soundwave. Megatron's just like the goddamn Kool-Aid man here. <laughs> yep. Can I just say how much I love all the destruction right now? Everything is exploding. <laughs> Megatron walks in and says, I bring you greetings, Prime. Lethal greetings. I love everything about this. <laughs> and then we do the weirdest time jump as Megatron goes to shoot Optimus. First we see Megatron firing. Then we cut to a view of Optimus as Blue Streak jumps in front of him as Megatron fires. Again? But it seems like it's the first time because Optimus clearly hadn't been hit yeah. prior. It was yeah. weird. Soundwave finally seems to get some revenge on fucking Braun, as Braun attempts to shoot him, but Soundwave shoots the platform out from underneath him. And then Mirage shoots Soundwave before he can finish Braun off. Damn! Megatron is super pissed about this, but Optimus gropes, I mean, um, tackles him from behind, causing Megatron's shot to miss. Elsewhere, Ironhide is fighting Laserbeak and gets stuck under a girder of his own making. He's reaping what he sows, he's getting what he deserves. Yes, I know we used that joke already, but I think of it every damn time. <laughs> and then Optimus tries to save his bud, but Megatron shoots him in the back. He looks so gleeful here. <laughs> Optimus gets back up with no ill effects and then decks Megatron, as the Seekers rip off the top of the building to steal Nightbird. And then Megatron decks Optimus and all the cons fly off. And how they pick up Nightbird is, like, super weird. Like, they send grappling hooks down? Yeah, and like... basically the Seekers all fly off with her. Yeah, so it's they're just... very strange. They're just dangling this robot lady underneath yeah. them as they're flying. And, you know, if someone saw that, they'd have to lay off the drink. Yeah, that's a fair statement. The Decepticons return to their extremely obvious temporary base. There is literally a giant purple Decepticon badge sticking up out of the middle of nowhere. Had the Autobots not seen this with a Sky Spy or something, I feel like this is something that should show up on their scans or something. It damn well should, but maybe they forgot to send out a Sky Spy today. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? As Soundwave appears to be their new doorman, as his badge glows and a cave opens up, or cavern, or something. An entrance. And of course he's their doorman. The Decepticon symbol's based on his face, after all. It's only fitting. Bombshell shoves a bunch of shit inside of Nightbird, and now she's evil. Woo? <laughs> Bombshell is super fucking horny for mind control, and it is creepy as balls. It's so creepy. Nightbird proceeds to sit up, and Starscream says some non-complimentary things about her before she jabs him, knocking him over. Apparently Nightbird's been programmed to steal the world energy chip from the Autobots. A thing that's literally not been mentioned in this episode up to this point, let alone the series. Yep. 
we don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and I feel like their explanation later is kind of lacking. Back with the Autobots, Dr. Fujiyama is begging the bots to get Nightbird back in one piece. Because she's apparently super important. Uh, I think she was probably very expensive and investor investors are pissed at him. As the bots head back to base, Braun is being an idiot and tries to refuse to ride back in Ratchet so he can walk home while being very damaged. I don't know why he does this or what relevancy this is. This has, sorry. I think they just shoved him. I think Ratchet gives him a talking to and he ends up getting shoved in Ratchet. Oh, he anyway. does. He does. That's why I'm like, what was the point of this scene? I don't think it plays into anything else that happens other than Braun's just an idiot. I think it's attempting to show him being a stubborn jackass. Establish some character relevancy in this episode, but okay. <laughs> Who knows? The Autobots' new security system cannot hope to keep out ninjas, as Nightbird breaks in so very easily. She enters through the top of the volcano and hops onto an elevator where Spike and Prowl are having a very ironic conversation about finding her. Nightbird sneaks around the base and gets past the state-of-the-art floor panels by magnetizing her feet walking up the wall and walking on the ceiling. Which also tells me these things have no sensitivity if something is going right above it either. She steals the world energy cell or whatever, and Ratchet and Optimus are alerted to this when the lights go out. On her way out, she runs into Mirage and promptly kicks his ass. Also a nice detail, the Autobots are all using their headlights to get around the base since all the lights are off. I'm not really sure how Mirage has a light, but he's got something. I mean, he's... Not a straight legal car. Formula One racers don't have headlights. Headlights, yeah. It's just really weird. I can only assume that they, regardless of like what the vehicular alt mode they'd pick, they'd have something. Maybe it's like default to their anatomy. Or he had Ratchet at it. Nightbird unveils that she can shoot buzz saws from her hands before disappearing. She's a multi-talented lady. Yes, she is. <laughs> the Autobots catch sight of her outside the arc and Optimus hits her with a stun gun. Blue Streak approaches her, but she jumps up and punches him. Optimus says she was playing Roboto Possum, or Ro- was it Roboto Possum or Robot Possum? I feel like it was Roboto Possum. Okay, Roboto Possum! <laughs> Optimus! What even is that? Optimus, what even is that? <laughs> she then proceeds to chuck throwing stars at them. Cliff Jumper pulls out a gun, ready to fight, but he is stopped by Optimus. And oh no, now she's got a lightsaber. She's got it all, man. No, really. That was the lightsaber sound effect. <laughs> Optimus tries to talk to her, but she knocks him down and then steals his laser rifle when Blue Streak shoots her sword out of her hand. She runs off and seems to disappear again. As a ninja does. As a ninja does, okay. <laughs> Back at the Decepticon base, Megatron seems very impressed with Nightbird's performance so far. Starscream is jealous, and I am convinced that their goal was to have Megatron talk about Nightbird like this so he sounded like he found her attractive. It really just seems like he's trying to make Starscream jealous, though. And back at the arc, Ratchet is fucking amazing because he gets the power back on by, uh, futzing with two wires. Yep. He then informs Optimus that Nightbird stole the world energy chip. The world energy chip can apparently tap into any power supply on Earth. It's like, okay. <sighs> I have so many questions. Like, why do you guys have this? Like, there's gotta be a better way to get you guys power than by giving you this thing that would be really dangerous if the Decepticons got it, but whatever. I mean, if it was something that just listed all the locations of energy sources, that would be dangerous enough instead. No, they've gotta give them power over them? Some, yeah. Some very 
stupid, ill-thought-out thing that I can't imagine Earth's governments ever agreeing to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Optimus orders Hound to track Nightbird with his infrared, and they corner Nightbird in some sort of canyon, and the Autobots follow after her one after another. Like ducklings. And then they have to uh, jump up a cliff, and the only one who needs help is Cliff Jumper. You know, for a name like Cliff Jumper, he sure can't jump up cliffs very well. He's all about jumping off them, you know. Not not up them. <laughs> Obviously. Nightbird attempts to climb up another cliff to get away from the Autobots, but falls off and then has to confront them. Mirage proceeds to turn invisible and steals back Optimus's gun. And here we have one woman outsmarting five Autobots, as they all try to take her down with their special abilities or weapons. An Earth-made lady robot, no less. What I was so, so uh, about Ratchet and Wheeljack being a dick earlier, she's kicking their friend's butt. <laughs> yep. Megatron's watching all of this as he tells Starscream he's definitely going to replace him with Nightbird. Of course, Starscream then tries to attack Megatron in retaliation to this comment, but Megs just has him tossed into an energy cage. And then Starscream pterodactyl screeches, and like, it's just... It's a very wow. weird moment. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, in the script, or whatever, he's supposed to actually touch the thing, but he doesn't actually do that in the animation. He just screeches. <laughs> he just screeches. He's just he's a dramatic jet. He is a very dramatic jet. Nightbird is finally captured, and Megatron mobilizes the rest of the cons to retrieve her. The Autobots and Decepticons fight. Again! Megs has a new toy, another gun, an antimatter blaster, which he uses to free Nightbird from an energy cage the Autobots have trapped her in. And then we cut to the Decepticon base, where Starscream is still trapped in his cage. Why are there so many damn cages in this episode? They just love cages, man. All I can think is kinky. <laughs> yeah. Starscream fires the gentlest missile in existence that taps the button to release himself. He then flies off to show up Megatron's precious ninja. Nightbird is still kicking everyone's ass, but Starscream shoots her with his null ray and Megatron chases after him with the rest of the cons in tow. The Autobots then proceed to return Nightbird to Dr. Fujiyama, who's delighted that she doesn't have a scratch on her. How is that even possible given everything that happened in this episode? You know she got hit at least a couple of times. She's a durable lady. <laughs> Earth technology! <laughs> They say she's deprogrammed, but she honestly just looks pissed as hell about being uh, locked up forever at the end of the episode. Who knows? Yeah. And the episode cuts with basically her being super angry and her eyes glowing menacingly. Join us next time for Changing Gears. Helpful, happy gears? The horror. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're ready for Don Messick, because there's a lot of Don Messick in the next episode. Uh, so something I wanted to talk about is in the Legend comics, apparently Nightbird actually got released and got an alt. Ooh. Um, they actually released a toy of it recently, and it looks oh. pretty cool. So I, I have the link, I have the post queued up, and I'll, I'll post it when we post this episode. Nice. Was I just it, thought it was neat. <laughs> was it a retool of one of the RC toys? It actually wasn't RC, I don't think. You know what? I'll pull it up. Oh, yeah. Mm. It is a it is a retool of Chromia, actually. Nice. And it does look pretty neat. So it does look kick ass. Uh if uh I wouldn't mind having one of her. Yeah, I've had that thought too. Um so if uh you either go looking for this or you see Nightbird and think her design actually looks kinda neat, there is actually a transformer available or a you know, a figure available of her now. And it actually looks pretty pretty much like her. If actually if you could pull it up again, I'd like to look at it. 
It's like, yeah, they've got the right head. She's got... Like, it's yeah. obviously not perfect, especially, you know, being a retool of a different one. But but, but I think it's a good version of, like, oh, if she could transform kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's got the, it's got the general um, silhouette of her. Like, yeah. Except with, you know, transforming parts, which she obviously didn't have. Yeah, because she, she didn't have any kibble. Yeah, but I mean, none of the lady bot, none of the female bot robots a bunch of them don't. Yeah, I'm you're right. And do one so absolutely. They've got to look like sexy lady robots, don't you know? They got to be uh, obviously visibly girls. Again, I'm convinced the only reason they had them in there is because they're like, oh no, we got to cover our asses. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, she does look cool, and uh, we will be posting uh, at least posting pictures. I don't think I'll actually have a link on this, but somebody yeah. had um, had actually posted pictures online, and I was like, "This looks neat." Yeah, I think it's cool. So, Specs, what is our fanfic for today? We have two fanfiction recommendations for today, uh, one of which I will be covering, and the other Alice will be covering. Yep. Uh, the first is "Return of the Nightbird" uh, by Zilly. It's, uh, continuity-wise, it's G1 cartoon with, uh, G1 comic elements. I don't remember if those are IDW elements or Marvel elements. Uh, it's been a while since I've had the, since I put this on the list. Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. This is one of the It early... says G1 comic elements, so I'm gonna assume it's the G1 comic. Yes, but it could be G1 Marvel comic, or it could be IDW G1. Oh, okay. When I put them on here, I usually specify IDW or G1 comics, so. I did that. I've been doing that recently, but I hadn't. But this is an older rag, Yeah, so, okay. this is one that I put on, like, at the very beginning when we started this. So this has been on the list for, like, six months. Yeah. Uh so it's uh, rated T, it's Jen, there's no pairings, uh, characters Marissa Fairborn, Nightbird, and Earthforce. So I'm guessing Marvel Comics. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Marissa and the Earthforce reactivate the robot Nightbird and learn her origin is far more complicated than anyone expected. And the uh, character for this one is obviously Nightbird. I've read this one too and I actually, I like it, I think it works better as an explanation for all the stuff that Nightbird did in this episode, if that makes sense. Like, the whole, the Autobots can't even put a scratch on her seems kind of ridiculous that um, she has the origin we're told she has in here. That's cool, because I'm pretty sure I read it. I just don't remember. Let's go to yours. So, um, my recommendation is Two Good Old Boys by not underscore whelmed underscore yet. The continuity is IDW. It's rated G. It's Jen. There are no pairings. Uh, the characters are Ratchet, Rung, and some original alien characters. And in summary, Ratchet is taking his first vacation in a millennia, and he's going to, wait, he's going to a model ship hobbyist conference? That can't be right. Ratchet gets some bonding time with the ship's most popular and only therapist on a relaxing vacation that definitely won't turn into a bit of an adventure. And <laughs> the theme for this is Basically, free space in that Specs forgot to make it to add a second, um, a second fic. Yeah. And I've decided that if that happens, I'm going to recommend fics that I don't actually see a chance for me to recommend in any other context. Namely because most of the characters involved are characters from the IDW comics, which I don't see us covering any point in the near future or maybe ever. Um, so I would like to start tossing some of these in here. Or it's, like, some pairings and stuff that don't exist in other continuities aside from the comics. So uh, It is actually very fun, though, so I do recommend reading it because it's just sort of this fun, weird adventure romp with uh, 
you know, Ratchet and Rung, who's just a delightful, nice guy. So, enjoy! <laughs> well, I haven't read that, so I'm going to have to read You should it. read it. I think you'll like it. I, I want to see say it was part of, like, Secret Solenoid or something okay. last year, so, so I saw it get posted yeah. either from, from the person who it was gifted to or by the person who did it. I don't remember which one. All right, let's get to that outro. <laughs> and that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillarfort as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcast, such as AO3, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube, just to name a few. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Elz. Toodles!